This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. I'd like to shout out the biggest villain I know. It's the person that talks during the movie. Oh, that Makes, guy sucks. I hate that guy. And guess what? It's often me. Oh, anyway, no. And you know what? If I could talk to that guy, I'd say, how do you sleep at night? That's what I would say to this scourge of a person. <laughs> but I know what the answer already. I know the answer. Mattress Firm. Mattress mm. Firm has quality mattresses at every price for your best rest. Yes, even those who don't deserve to rest, like that person who talks during the movie, even they can get the bed that will make it happen from Mattress Firm. See a lower price at another retailer? Mattress Firm will match it up to 120 nights with their low price guarantee. Get matched at Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale and sleep at night, even if you're a bad person. Restrictions apply. See mattressfirm.com or stores for details. Hi. <laughs> Hi, my name is Ron Funches. And I feel grateful and excited about being Conan O'Brien's friend. I've always wanted to be. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Yes, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hey there, welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. This is the show where I use uh, basically a podcast to meet people, see if they'll be my friend, or talk to friends and wonder why we're not better friends. It's, it's a scam, really, but one that seems to be working. I'm here with my trusty assistant, Sona Movsessian. Hey, Sona. Hi. You think I'm a pretty cool guy, right? And my producer, Matt Gorley. <laughs> Hi. Uh, thank you, Matt. You are uh, you are the glue that holds this thing together. I'm trying. Yeah, you really are. You are the gums. You're the fleshy red gums oh. that hold the teeth in alignment. Oh. Uh, you're covered in saliva, oh. and you're prone to disease. Oh. Anyway, today's guest uh, is a hilarious uh, comedian and also a terrific, terrific human being. I just toured with him. His name is Ron Funches. My podcast is at my house and my mom brings you coffee. Will you do it? I will do it. Nice. You know, I, I want to point out to people that I've been touring with you and I uh, just spent, I don't know, almost a week with you and uh, got to know you really well. I've always known you. I always loved your comedy. I love you as a comic and I love your voice, both your actual voice and 
your view of the world. You do this thing as a comedian that is so rare. You almost start your act by saying, I like to talk about things that make me happy. I like to talk about positive things. Mm -hmm. And so many comics come out and they have an ax to grind or they're talking about what's wrong with the world. And you just talk about things that make you happy. And yeah. it's and it's hilarious. It's really funny, but it's a completely unique approach. I mean, it's just what I like to do, especially when I realized the job was saying the same jokes over and over and over again. Um, I was like, I don't want to go out there and be angry every night and and manufacture some anger or, um, and I don't. That doesn't mean I like try to shy away from negative aspects of my life. It's just <clears throat> in general, my my viewpoint and the perspective I have, I try to keep is what is. The positive of the situation. I tried to write my jokes about that. And one of my favorite jokes when I was first starting out was just this joke I wrote about the time where I was crossing the street from my apartment to a convenience store. And I was stuck in the middle of this um, intersection. And this guy just yelled at me and was like, use the crossword, crosswalk N-word. And I would use the crosswalk, the crosswalk N-word. Wow. Yeah. And, um, and so... To me, I, you know, it's like, you're like, oh, there's nothing negative, nothing positive about that. But I took a joke about that and I was like, oh, he's just worried about my safety. He <laughs> just would really prefer he doesn't want to hit me. He's racist. Yeah. But uh, he is concerned for your safety. Yes. So, okay. So there's some positive he's, there. He's a safety conscious racist. Yes. I see. You really did find the silver lining. In that one. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it, it's funny, too, because you come out as a as a when you hit the stage as a comic it's so interesting because the things you're talking about are things that you wouldn't guess at all from looking at you like you say i love rap professional wrestling i didn't know that it's not something i would have assumed that you loved that you love professional wrestling and you delight in professional wrestling mm-hmm. i think you really believe it's the greatest form of entertainment it is in the history of the world yes it's the best and um it's the most open as far as like look we're fake you know we're not real we're a fake fight and um what overall we're all just working together to entertain people and we're not trying to hurt each other to me that makes way more sense than something like UFC or boxing where you're like we're legitimately trying to hurt each other. Right. And then that's why these people end up doing five or six fights and then they have to retire. And it's just like, why don't you just do 30 years of fake fights and make more money? It makes sense to me. Yeah. More entertaining to me. I don't want to, you getting hurt is not entertaining to me. Right. It's like the show is entertaining to me. Right. You know? So that's how I look at it. You, uh, you also, you idolize Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of people do, but you have... He's like a godlike figure to you. <laughs> yeah, just because he did so many great things in wrestling. He's the best wrestler ever because he became extremely popular at wrestling. And then he left and did movies and then was great at that. And then never had to come back. He still wrestles when he wants to, but he doesn't have to go back. He doesn't need the money. And he he took his, a lot of wrestlers, you know, they they get hot, they get a little bit of fame. But they, they don't know how to handle their money, and they never transition into something else. And he was one of the first people that was like, I'm going to take these same skills that make me great in wrestling, and I'm going to apply those to acting, and I'm going to do roles that people don't expect me to do. I'm not just going to do action movies. I'm going to do 
all types of movies. And, and he was the tooth fairy. He was a tooth fairy, but he did. I mean, he did a lot of things. He was in, um, I think, Get Shorty. He had a really small cameo role, but was really good. We played really against type. And um, I was just, that's when I was like, oh, he is taking this seriously. Do you like him in the Fast and Furious movies? I do. You well, do. I learned to like them now because my son loves them so much. Well, you know what I realize is the secret to those movies, especially as they progress. Once you get to four, five, six, seven, I think they're on 55 now. But <laughs> one, but the thing I learned about those movies is watch them as comedies. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, oh, hilarious. they are absolutely fucking laugh out loud, hilarious. And there's a scene in particular that I was watching at, I think maybe I was talking to you about this. There's a scene in, I think it's maybe two Fast and Furious movies ago before they battled a submarine with cars. (laughs) (laughs) But there was a scene where The Rock and Vin Diesel, and this might be the beginning of where you can tell they don't like each other, but The Rock and Vin Diesel have to be saying goodbye to each other Mm -hmm. at the end of the movie. And they're... Uh, chin to chin almost, staring at each other, but each looking past each other <laughs> while they're having a conversation. And you need to go and look at that. You need. I think it might oh. be, it is one of the most amazing, they made a choice and I think it was, they neither character, each character thought they were too cool to look at the other character. So they're looking past each other, but their faces are almost touching. And I've never seen two humans interact like that before. It's beautiful. I just want to. <laughs> it's not beautiful. It's crazy. <laughs> just the behind the scenes on that type of set. There's so many egos on a Fast and the Furious set, I imagine. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. I, you're gonna, I'm going to say something and you're going to think I'm crazy. Please. I shot something with uh, The Rock. I shot a remote with him, I want to say about uh, nine months ago. It was during a period when I was working out hard. And The Rock showed up, and I swear to God, I think I could take him in a fight. (laughs) And I I was looking at him, and I was thinking, I'm going to go for it. I think I could take him. I think, first of all, I would have surprise. Yeah, you you would definitely have surprise. No one would see that coming. No one would see that coming. And I would, I would go, I would go in hard and quick, like just. And I would. Were you trying to do take the leg? Uh, no, no, no. I would go, first of all, I'd go for his face because I'd know that he would be self-conscious because he's a movie star. Yeah, He'd be a little panicked and worried about his face. So I'd go for the face and then I would just, I would rip through his chest. I would just go through him like a wild animal. I mean, you have that type of look. I feel like there's a part of you that has a rage that you're hiding and and are not hiding. No, I am a very angry guy. (laughs) I am a very, you know, people that know me know I'm an angry guy and then I'm trying to be nice. I really am. It's just, I'm trying to be good to people. I don't think that's true at all. I don't think that's true at all. From the time that we spent together um, this last week is one of the reasons why I felt... um, Closer to you is that I was like, oh, I think you have to be nice. I think sometimes you don't want to be as nice as you are, but you, you, there's something in you that makes you be nice. And, and I have that in me as well. Um, but I just see the way that you interact with fans after the show and, mm-hmm. and when you interact with comedians after the show. And there's just, or the fact that we were laying on the flight and then you brought me a pillow. Like, or you moved the little, no, you didn't, Brandy brought me a pillow, but you moved the little snacks that were blocking my feet so that I could rest a little bit. Yeah, and I I'm saw like, it. This is just a nice guy. Oh, I am. I, I am a nice person. I'm being 100% honest right now. I am a nice person. Uh, and I, I credit a lot of that to my mom. And also probably somewhat to Catholicism. But uh, she drilled, you know, she drilled into us, be nice. And I want to make people happy, but sometimes uh, 
Uh, if I think people are taking advantage of a situation um, or if someone really screws me over or screws over someone I care about, mm-hmm. I'm capable of immense hatred. Yeah. And, and a hatred that lasts a lifetime. That's two sides of a coin though, right? It's like if you're, if you're able to be so nice and be so giving, there's always going to be that other side of you. I have that with me where, um, cause people are always like, you're so chill and you're so relaxed and you're nice to everybody. But I was like, yeah, but if you cross a certain line to me, it's just, I don't care. I'm not like, oh, I wish for your destruction. It was just a film. But I was like, oh, you're dead to me. You mean nothing to me. Yeah. And, and I, if I cut you out, I cut you out. And, um, it's not, I don't know if that's, I think it's a good skill. It's you, it's, it's been used useful in the past, but, um, sometimes I have to learn now. I think especially with relationships, I learned to, not be looking for reasons to cut people out. We're out there in the, are you in the dating world right now? You have a steady girlfriend? I have a steady girlfriend. She's going to be coming to with us on the second part of this trip. She's excited. Oh, good. So I'll get to know her a little bit. Yeah, yeah. She loves you a lot. Should too. I uh, question her about a lot of things? And- yeah, find out about her. If anything, uh, tempt her. To be like, hey, leave Ron and come be with me. And and my family. <laughs> and you want me to do that to test her? Yeah, I want to test her resolve. You know, the problem is I'm not the sexiest guy to dangle in front she of. She doesn't care much for that, I found out. I'm the sexiest why did guy. You say, wait, why did you just agree with what I put out? Yeah, there? no, I do agree. Um, <laughs> you had such an opportunity. You had such an opportunity to go like, Conan, no. But you just well, went, no, no, no. Wanna... You, you, you said, no, 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 no. She doesn't care about that. You'll well, be fine. you are a non, just much similar to myself, you are a non-traditional good looking man as in like if you were to ask people what were the features that most people want in a man you don't really have them Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know it's great I could not agree with you more (laughs) but you got a hodgepodge mixed together where people just are kind of like it's like a Picasso where you're like it's 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 it looks it looks what it's supposed to look like (laughs) So you're thinking, God, let's just say that there was a God, you know, that created me. And he just said, like, eh, it's supposed to look like that. <laughs> yes. And then he moved on to, like, Ryan Gosling and it, got yeah. it right. It, more like where he was like, uh, uh, I want to be able to keep an eye on this one. So I'm going to make sure I can see him from far away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're very honest. That's the other thing I noticed about. Oh, because of the guitar thing? Oh God, that killed me. Uh, we were, uh, we were. I'll just tell people that are listening. That I was on tour just last week with Ron and one of the other comics, uh, James Veach. He got a new guitar and he was very excited about it—an acoustic guitar. And he was backstage, and I have an acoustic guitar. I always have a guitar around just because it calms me down. So we tuned up together just to s- test out his guitar. And we just both started playing something. We were wandering. The next thing I know, we were, I think we were in a dressing room and you were in there mm-hmm. and you were suddenly confronted by these two uh, incredibly pale white guys with acoustic guitars mm-hmm. singing folksy music. Not my first time. No. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately, to my credit, yes, yes, saw the look on your face and knew oh, we got to get the fuck out of here. So I left. <laughs> I think James stuck around a little bit. But you then proceeded to go out on stage and talk about it to the audience. And it was hilarious. I thought it was really funny. 
It was really fun. I, I mean, it's just, and it was a fun experience because it was just me and Taylor Tomlinson um, backstage before you got back there. And James was just there with his new guitar and he was tuning it up and he was asking requests and Taylor was trying to be sweet. And so she was just like, oh, I can't think of, she, she also was not having fun. And so she was just trying to be sweet and she was like, I can't think of anything. And he was like, Ron, you got any requests? And I just go, uh, you're good at this, but to be honest, this just makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would do. Um, I remember when our head writer Mike Sweeney, who you know, uh, Mike Mike Sweeney, <laughs> years ago on the late night show, it was his first day at work, and he was about to leave for the day. And I stepped up to him with an acoustic guitar and started singing in his face. And he said, he didn't know me well enough to know that I was doing it in a joking way Mm -hmm. to be annoying. He was horrified. (laughs) (laughs) Because there is nothing you can do in that situation. When you're confronted by people playing their instrument, even if they're really good, you're, and if you're a comedian, Mm -hmm. you can't sit there and go like, yeah, man, that's really good. Yeah, it's pushed you in a bad position because you, especially if you don't know the person, you can just tune everything out. But if you know them at all, it becomes like, they're your three-year-old and you have to sit there and be like, yeah, yeah, play me. Well, you said a really funny thing on stage. I don't know if you'll repeat <laughs> yeah. Are you comfortable repeating I'll, it? I'm always comfortable. Tell yeah. people what you said. <laughs> you went on stage and you described. I said that you I had to, you force us to listen to you play guitar in the dressing room 30 minutes before the show and that I don't fully understand, but now I get the gist of the women who had to deal with Louis C.K. went through. <laughs> Because I just had to sit in the corner and be like, well, you are diddling, diddling, yeah, diddling yourself something serious. Well, uh, audience really thought that was funny. Uh, I laughed and went backstage and broke my guitar in half. Oh, uh, you know who really liked it was there all the staff on the plane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, and they're like, good. Finally. Good. <laughs> uh, let's talk about you. A uh, very inspiring part of your life is that, how long ago? About a year and a half ago, two years ago, you just, you lost, you decided I'm going to, I'm going to lose weight. Yeah. So coming up, it'll be almost three years now. Almost three years now. Um, it was around Thanksgiving three years ago. Yeah, when I was at my heaviest, when I was at like three three hundred and sixty pounds, and I had, you know I always been a heavy person and floating around three hundred. Um, and then when I got an un- undateable and got some money, I was had a lot more options, and so I was able to just be like, all right, cheesecake for lunch and cheese steak for dinner and uh just ballooned up and put on another 50 pounds and was up to 360 and that's when we talked on the plane about how my mom was just she came to visit me and she was like I don't like buying you clothes this big and and then Bill Lawrence on the show was like hey I noticed you in the gym the first season and then you come back second season and then look like it stuck uh so if you if you want to if you want more tools about this and you need help um I would hook you up with my trainer and then Bill paid for the trainer for the first year and, and, and just supported me. And it was really He's cool. a nice guy. He's a very nice guy. I really liked it because, you know, the character on the show was when when I got the role was like he's an overweight 
like shy guy and then he was just like look you're funny like we don't we don't need you to be this guy you can just be yourself and yeah be healthy and that'll be fine and so you lost all this weight yeah and you said you said you're still um i should probably point out to people you're drinking a a glass of gravy It's the season. <laughs> I just never saw. Didn't know it, it came in cans. That's it amazing. Does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a step above eggnog. Yeah. It was just- no, because I, you know, I, I, it's funny because you said that you're still getting used to your new body. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because you told me it's set up straight. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm very, uh, I'm always giving my son, telling him, like, come on, your posture. And I would. I saw you like slumped over at one point and I, and I just was kidding around and I was like, come on, sit up straight, you. And you said, well, I'm getting used to my new body. And I thought, oh, shit. I no, just, I just, because again, I was like, oh, yeah, thank you. Because it's, it's just the truth. Like, I mean, it was one of the reasons why I started going to wrestling school for a little bit was so I could throw my body around and figure out where it ends and begins. And um, <laughs> even now, like when I go to work out and I'm doing setups and my trainer goes to pick me up, I like, reach back and like you know try to brace myself as if i'm heavier like i can't get up and he's like right. and he'll stop me he'll go like just get up you can get up you're you're not that heavy just get up and i have to remember that you know? and you've uh you've found it to be advantageous in your sex life yeah yeah i can pick people up uh, <laughs> i can go longer and that's fun um and i mean but what's great pick about, people up i yeah. don't do, i don't pick people up well i mean what are you talking about you gotta have stronger arms no it's not because i can't i wouldn't know what to do what does that mean pick them you up pick them up and carry them and place them on yourself oh yeah i would i would never occur to me to do that well, I mean, I was feeling adventurous for sure. It didn't last long. We put her down, but she was very excited about the time. She liked that she you could pick yeah, her up. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she and did. you said that it, you're having sex standing up. Yeah, that's a big thing too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Picked her up. Oh, you picked up. her up, and then you're acting out. Okay, I'm not even sure. Do you need me to stand? <laughs> Can you pick me up and show me exactly? <laughs> I would need for that to happen. I would need a series of pulleys. Uh, and I didn't think I could do straps. it, but I, I was feeling. Straps. I was feeling brave. Yeah, and it happened. Wow. Yeah, that's like you were in the moment of just raw passion. Yeah, and power. You know, such a powerful tool you have is your voice. Your voice is so disarming. You're so likable. You're one of the most likable performers mm. that I've uh, encountered, which is why I was so happy when you agreed to go on that. The, the tour with me. Did you always like your voice? Did people? No, always- no, of course not. Especially being, a, you know, a black kid from Chicago. It, you know, having a sweet little voice wasn't the, you know, wasn't ideal. It, it made you a target, if anything. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of people made a fun of me for it. But that's, I mean, that's one of the lessons I learned quickly was things that people make fun of you for and are usually the things that set you apart and the things that you can then used to your advantage later. You told me this once. You used to use your voice a lot. You had a job working for a bank mm-hmm. and people would only know you through the phone. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right? Yeah. And 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 you said that your voice deceived people sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes they thought I was a Southern lady mm-hmm. and I would just play it out. <laughs> <laughs> you would not disabuse them of that notion. You mm-hmm. would let them believe that you were a Southern yeah, lady. They would just, cause you know, I was like, I'm Ron, but eventually they just hear Rhonda and they're like, Oh, thank you, Rhonda. You're so nice. I was like, Oh, no worries. Darling. 
<laughs> yeah. And you were also very, you, you talked about this on my show, but you were very, uh, you're a real human being. You wanted to be a human being on the other end of the phone when you represented a bank. Mm -hmm. You didn't want to just be a robot who couldn't help people. You no. wanted to be a human being. Yeah. I like to give money back. Um, I just never really liked banks that much. They seemed very predatory from the outside in. And then when I was working at this bank, I was like, oh, okay, definitely predatory. Just from the way they structure the fees and available balance compared to your actual balance. And it's just, it came, became hard to like listen to people on the phone and just be like, and they were explaining to you, it's like, look, I overdrew by a dollar and you guys charged me like $150 in fees and I'm seeing the math and I'm seeing they're correct and I'm supposed to just, you know, lie to them and be like, well, you did this and you didn't, you didn't know about this. And, and I eventually I was just like, no, I'm just giving, it's not my money. I'm just going to give it back until they fire me. So you kept giving back money mm -hmm. when you weren't supposed to mm -hmm. and um, making the customer on the phone happy. At what point did the bank find out what you were doing? Um, about like six months, they usually have like little, um, they go over your scores and things. And so what they would find is that I had like the highest survey call scores because people like that I give them money back and that I was a Southern lady. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd also have the highest amount of money given back. So they would try to, you know, they just try to teach me not to do it. And I'd be like, yeah, 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 I'm not, I'll, I'll work at it. And. I just get more. I mean, mostly I just stopped showing up to work. That was that's when I started doing stand up. Was working at that bank. They because I was so good at the call part of it. They um, let me make like a little funny video about helping other people deal with stress at the job. And they took me off the phone for a couple of weeks. And I made this fun video that was just really corporatey, but with dumb little corporate jokes. And then they showed it at the corporate retreat. And so I got to hear like. 400 people just laughing at these dumb jokes. And and then in my head, I'm just like, oh, they're laughing at things I don't think are funny. What if I did things that I thought were funny? And so it, from then on, I was like, okay, I'm a, I want to do comedy. And then they were like, go back on the phones. And I was like, no. So I, I got to go, yeah. yeah. So, But I had my son, and so I just <laughs> I just stopped showing up and kept getting paychecks for a few weeks until, until they, they fired me. Oh, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. So the comedy worked out pretty quickly. It worked out quicker than most. I have to always remember that, especially around my friends. Um, I'd say about six six years was when I probably started getting some money, because um, I was like right around when I got on your show. And but before then, there was I mean there was five years of me raising my son, and um, he has autism, and so we had a lot of like his like social security money, and then I was working a part time job as a Lady Liberty dancer, but like there was no real money. We were living like you know under, definitely like under fifteen hundred a month, for, yeah, you know for a few years, and so that was I mean that's why I, I spoil him now. You're, you're a fun dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is. Any video game he wants, he has for multiple systems. He is. He is. And you bake. Uh, you bake cookies for him. Yeah. I bake cooking for him. My girlfriend started baking cookies for him. She she's trying to earn his trust. That's sweet. Yeah. That's I really like nice. It. And that's also a good test for you. You wanted me to test this girlfriend, but if she's making cookies for your son, yeah, 
She's already passed that test. Yeah. No, I trust her. I will try to sleep with her. Please. <laughs> She'll get a thrill out of it. I will say, listen, <laughs> I may be an unconventional assembly of odd features. I may be a Picasso-esque mess, <laughs> but I am going to bed you. <laughs> and there's little that you can't escape the charm of these thin lips. <laughs> Beady eyes, <laughs> translucent skin. People like it though, especially. I mean, I see this when you're on this when suited up, you're fun, but casual Conan yeah. is pretty hot. I see what I can see it. I can see yeah. what people want to see. I got carrying think. that guitar around. <laughs> <laughs> For a segment, Conan O'Brien pays off the mortgage on his beach house. Pay them bills, dollar bill, dollar bill. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> dollar bill, dollar bill. That's how, that's how I'm just talking the way the kids talk these days, and you think I don't get out much. God. It's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Okay. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus, they also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, beat. I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. <laughs> well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take Sorry. it. Just take it down. I notch. didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. Uh, so I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. That's all right. Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loud speaking Blay. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, yeah. find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. C5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. way in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we were all dancing the jitterbug and the Watusi. Okay. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone <laughs> cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's <laughs> happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. The great taste of Miller Lite. Are you with me on oh, this? Oh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, and you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not oh. with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm -hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it 
It's less filling, Miller Lite, or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste. Only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. If most people are being honest, no one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in a, what I like to call B2B. Oh, you know? what, what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. <laughs> anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do, and you can reach the right people who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, one billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not that's more people than are on Earth because there are people on the moon using it in Saturn. <laughs> that's one over one billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business with LinkedIn ads. Yeah. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Hmm. There you go. Just go to linkedin.com slash Team Coco to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash Team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You are uh, someone who likes to enjoy life. Mm -hmm. And for you, that does mean video games. Mm -hmm. You love video games. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Absolutely. You love marijuana. I do. I may be the last person alive that calls it marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> I try to balance it out, though. I don't like to feel um, a compromise, as my trainer will say, anytime I'm not doing well in my exercises. Um, I just try to keep a balance, and, and but have fun. And once I realize again that my job is to have fun and make people have fun, then I was like, oh, I get to do this. I get to just smoke pot and play video games because I'm supposed to be having fun. I'm supposed to be a jester. And why would I go around acting serious or try to be in, I think it's a trap of when you get a little bit of success is then you're like, oh, now I need to buckle down and yep. be real professional because that's what they want. And it's just like, no, they what you, you want is what you were in the very beginning. I've had people tell me that it would be good for me to smoke pot or <laughs> because I'm seem tightly wound to them. And I've had a number of people over the years say it would be good if you took edibles or smoked pot, if you did some of that. Is that something, since we are now friends mm -hmm. and the fact that you're on this uh, podcast means that we are friends, Yay. you know, this is, you've, you've made it. Nice. This is a huge deal. I like for it. you. Um, <laughs> What do you think? Be honest with me. Do you, do you think I need to be a little medicated that way? No. 
Um, I'm always, I'm never a guy who like pushes people into smoking a bunch of pot if they don't want to. It seems like you're too old to start. Um. <laughs> too old. <laughs> I am 36 years old. <laughs> Although my mom has recently started and she's loving it. Um, so it could be helpful. But, you know. How old is your mom? My mom is 62. Okay. So I'm, uh, I'm a good deal younger than your mom. Yeah. Okay. But I didn't also, want you to put me in the mom category. Yeah, yeah. that's true. You, so you, you think know, I'm too, uh, let's, I'm just going to count I think this is your personality. Yeah. I think to change that and mellow you out, it would be to dole what, um, what makes you you? Okay. And if you want to do it just for fun, I would love to smoke pot with you. That would be a dream come true. But and also some fun to videotape. Uh, but should as, we do it? Should we do it on the next leg of the tour? Yeah, for sure. Do for we smoke sure. it or do we eat something? How does it work? I don't oh, even know I mean, how. It works. I'm gonna do both, but whatever you decide for yourself. Never I don't think starting with edibles is a good idea. Too strong. Too strong, and you don't know what you're doing and getting into. I'd rather. I would rather set up a fun evening for you where it's like, okay, we'll get your guitar out and we'll get- um, No, 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 no. <laughs> Stop. The guitar is not part of this equation. We're not, I'm never, you are never going to see me with a guitar again. I doubt after that. After you compared I me to, uh, well, you know what you did. Um, I am never doing that again. the same hand motions for sure. <laughs> That is not how I masturbate. <laughs> Mine is more like playing a cello when I masturbate. I get that. Yeah. But um, why do you want to? Do you want to? I don't know. I've mixed. I, I usually don't want to. Mm -hmm. I usually don't want to. Why? Because I feel like uh, I overall like who I am. And if I want to take the edge off, to me, that's... Two glasses of wine. Okay, yeah. That's my kind of thing. Whereas opposed to, I don't know what you call them, jazz cigarettes, <laughs> wacky tobacco, you know, uh, I don't know what you kids call Devil's it these days. Lettuce. Devil's lettuce. <laughs> I don't know. I think, uh, I don't think that's a good fit for me, you know? That's, and I think you got to know who you are yeah. above all. That's, I, gotta, I can't drink, you know? I'm allergic to alcohol. It makes me projectile vomit and my throat close up. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I so for me it was just like that's not. When did you find that when out? I was eighteen. Oh my god! You took one drink and your throat closed up, and you, you did you almost die? I did. I lay down at a party and I just waited for it to pass. And then my friends were like, "Maybe it was what you drank." So let's try something different. And then it happened again. And so I was like, "Okay, let's just 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 isn't for me." And then they said, "Nope, we've got to go through every type yeah. of alcohol." Well, that's what they were like. Yes, <laughs> because that's how your friends are. <laughs> <laughs> we're not done with you yet. Yeah, but I was like, and for me, I always had an interest. In pot and like I talked to my son about it and he has no interest in it you know he's he has more interest in beer and just something he always liked as a we go to baseball games and he just always hear the guy and he just yell it out he's like ice cold beer and so now as he's older he's we talk and he's just like no he he's, thinks weed is for old people and that he wants right. to drink beer uh, when he gets older how old is he now he's six uh, he's 15 15 he's okay so he's gotta he's gotta wait a little while yeah <laughs> Unless he were Irish, <laughs> he'd have been drinking in utero. Um, but I'm not like Tommy Chong or anything. He's like everybody just smokes weed. Everybody, I saw him at a show, and he was like, everybody in the world should smoke weed. And I was, and I just leaned over, and I was like, even babies. There's a whole school out there which is like it's it's natural and it f cures all ills and. 
the world would be a better place if everyone was high. And I think, no, it wouldn't. No. We'd just be taking longer pauses in our sentences. <laughs> nothing, no, nothing would work. Very little would get done. Yeah. Uh, that's just, to me, that's the same type of mindset where people have on anything where they're like, this one thing, if this was different, the world would be different. Or if like, if women ruled the world, everything would be different. It's just like every, power corrupts, you know? So it's yep. not like. Oh, if, if if women were on power, you, you everyone would be nicer. Some things would be nicer, and, and some women would be assholes. And just like some guys are nice, and some guys, when they get power, are fucking assholes. Yeah. I like that part of your philosophy of life is get pedicures, get manicures. Yes. Yes. You have to take care of yourself. Yeah. I get very self-conscious. I have messed up toes, mm-hmm. um, meaning the toenails grow into the sides, and it really hurts. And I finally had to go and see someone and they they said, you got to get Pedicure. uh, pedicures. And I'm incredibly uncomfortable having someone. It's It feels wrong. Do you know what I mean? It feels like, and so I'm constantly trying to make it up to them by asking them all about their life. Oh, that seems worse. And then, yeah, I know they just want me to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to, you know, I want to become their best friend because <laughs> I want to compensate for the fact that they're literally kneeling in front of me, oh, caring like. for my caring for my feet. You like that? That's what I like. I'm like, don't look me in the eyes and bring me a drink and just take care of my feet and then I'll pay you a great amount. It makes me feel like a king. Bring you a drink? Where are you getting your toes done? They bring you a drink? Mm-hmm. What kind of drink? They bring you whatever you want in my place. But, I mean, I just drink like a sparkling water. But if you want it, like a, a glass of uh, whiskey or, or whatever. You're kidding. Where is this place? Uh, it's, uh, well, I have a man girl now named Natasha. And she's she's private. And that's who I want to promote. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get the word on it. But, but – I love this idea that they bring you a drink. Yeah. Does Natasha bring you a drink or yeah. she comes to your house? Natasha brings me a drink. She has her own private place. Uh, but I used to go to this place called Hammer and Nails and they um, they bring you – it's all for men only and they would bring you a drink. And, okay, I'm going there. Yeah. I want to actually do an ad for them right now. Hammer and Nails? Yeah, I think they changed their name. Oh, uh, well, that didn't work. Then. No. Some ad that was. Yeah. That ad was worth at least $15,000. <laughs> and it went to a place that's probably closed. <laughs> Maybe they just became a bar now and they, they don't even do feet. <laughs> just, just, just the drinks now. Yeah. You know what? We're doing really well on the drinks. Uh, ooh, ooh, I figured out this. I know we got to wrap up, um, but I'm aware. I just want to know if, are you aware that, that most older black women call you Conan? Are you aware yes, of that? Yes, yes. That's fun. Yeah. That's so fun. Um, I remembered I was walking down the street in New York and a very large black woman was walking the other way towards me and she saw me and she hit her friend on the arm and she said, that's Conan Orion from the radio. <laughs> And I said, she got so many things wrong in such a short sentence. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's Conan Orion from the radio. From the radio, Orion, Conan. <laughs> you mathematically can't be more wrong about me in a sense. But uh, you know what I, I I hear a lot? African-Americans are always saying, you're crazy to me. They think I'm crazy. They laugh mm-hmm. and they, they, they're happy to mm-hmm. see me, but they say- you're crazy. Yeah, but it's like that's what comedy is supposed to be. You know? Yeah, you're I think a fool. So. You're a fool. I am a fool. You're, yeah. Oh, I you're am... crazy. Oh, you, you know that guy's crazy. Yeah, that's the high compliment.
That's good. I had compliments. That's good. I didn't. Um, I, mine is usually reversed. One time I did this show in uh, Washington and was staying with some friends. And her, his girlfriend came to the show, and then we came back to his house. And then he, he's a very stereotypical, more tougher black dude. And then he was like, oh, I heard about your little comedy show thing. I hope that's good. He just met me for the first time, but just talking to me. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, you know, you seem pretty cool. You seem pretty funny. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty funny. He's like, I bet black people don't fuck with you, though. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, you're pretty true. And he goes, he goes don't worry about it. Black people don't fuck with most people. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great insight. It was. It really helped me. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, we uh, we're out of time. We got a. It was too bad because I could. I knew that I could talk to for probably nine hours. Yeah, I probably will next week when we're flying around. Um, yeah, it's fair. Come I, come to my house. Come on my podcast. And it's called, I'm going to plug it right now. It's called Getting Better with Ron Funches. We just talk about getting better at life, which usually is about a lot about career, but sometimes it gets spiritual. And then sometimes it's just about, like, you know, health, physical Good. change. It's I'll do it. If, and, and will your mom be there? Yeah. Okay. I'm in. Nice. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna do your podcast. And uh, I'm also going to promote you as a human being. Uh, Ron Funches is uh, one of the funniest comics working. And he's also a delightful human. Uh, and it's just an honor to get to hang out with you. Uh, it means a lot to me. It's a literal dream come true, that the fact that I'm even here. So it, it means a lot to me. And the fact that you like my comedy and you respect my comedy, um, when I hear the compliments like that, um, and the fact that you have had me on your show so much, and, and even when I haven't had things necessarily that were worth promoting on your show, it makes me go, okay, I'm I'm headed in the right direction. Yes, yes. And I just wanted to trick you into saying nice things about me again <laughs> to wrap it up, which is exactly what I just did. All right, Ron, Ron Funches. for another installment of Conan O'Brien Pays Off the Mortgage on His Beach House. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all sometimes have issues or things we need to talk about, get off our chest. I have that all the time, don't you, Sona? I do. Yeah, and we need people to talk to. And we carry around different stressors. We carry big stressors. We carry small stressors. Uh, I was raised in a culture where you're supposed to kind of bottle it up, and I've learned over time that that's not the best thing to do. If you do let things rattle around in there for a while without talking it out, it can affect your life very negatively. Well, therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. BetterHelp's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. A lot of people have a barrier towards getting therapy because they think, well, I don't know, I've got to find the person, talk to them. What if I? it's not a good match? I, then it's awkward. None of that. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Conan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Conan. 
Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. Okay, this is interesting. On a previous podcast, uh, Sona and I had an impromptu drawing contest. We each uh, had to draw a dog, and it was around Christmas time, and then left it up to you, the uh, podcast enjoyer, to, uh, is that what they're called? Podcast enjoyers? Podcast listeners? It's, it, there must be a better word. Well, because you can listen to a podcast, but no, not I know, enjoy but what's, it. What's the word? Is there a word? Pod. Yeah. What is listener? Listener. listener? Why but do you podcast think listener? We because we have a whole generation that crunches everything down into one syllable, and you already have podcast, which is two syllables, and then you add listener, which is three. You'd think by now they'd be called something. People what, that consume what you, podcasts. What would you call them? Potties. Okay. You know, hey, you potties. What's wrong with that? Why are you laughing at that? That is. Well, you know, I mean, you call a person who watches TV a TV viewer or a movie watcher. So there's podcast listener. It's the it's the thing. And then what you do. I just think it could be better. Hey, listen, you potties. (laughs) We asked a bunch of you who had the better drawing, who had the better drawing. You voted. And this is crazy. I won. A lot of you voted. Over 1,100 people voted (laughs) on this idiocy. That makes me sad about America. It does. Uh, But you did. 1,100 of you voted. Whose puppy dog with a Christmas bow drawing is best? Cast your vote. The results are in. 71% liked Conan's doodle. 29% thought Sona had the better doodle. You were destroyed. I was. That wasn't even close. That's no, that is not close at all. And it's something that's supposed to be open to, you know, subjective, your your taste in art, but no, well, overwhelming. No, I mean, you're, you are a famous person. I am not a famous person. Nope, that's not the you reason. You draw a, a, a picture. Mine, look at how cute mine is. That's just a... Yours has dead eyes. That's what's funny about it. That's the dead eyes that Snoopy has, you know, that Charles Grodin has. I... When you have dead eyes, it's just funny. And also, mine has a joke. My dog's looking sad and he's saying, I'm Jewish. He's thinking that your dog is just, this is something you learn to draw out of a learn how to draw a puppy book, right? Is it not in 1989 and you learned this and you've been doing it ever since mine, this is me like Jackson Pollock or Picasso breaking through effortless. That's such a bad, an effortless expression of creativity. Well, I followed the directions. I was told a puppy with a Christmas bow. Yeah. Oh. I drew a really cute one. You. Yeah. Great artists follow directions. Great artists follow directions. Hey, Picasso, what's going on with those eyeballs? They're all screwy. See, straighten those out and you'll earn more money on those paintings. See, <laughs> that would have been you if you talked that way and you lived back when Picasso was alive. I would tell Picasso what to do. Yeah. Those eyeballs are all screwy. That's not how I learned. 
You got to do as you're told in art. No, that's not, that's you. That's not me. I am unbridled. I cannot be tamed. I'm a wild stallion, an artistic beast. I am smoke and I am fire. I am cheese and I am cheddar. What? I need to go to the hospital. You are comparing our doodles to works by Picasso. Well, no, mine. Yours. <laughs> this looks like a, uh, there's a sick kid and his friend made this saying, I hope you feel better. <laughs> if Sorry I, you're sick. I made this puppy for you. It took me two minutes. Oh, well. Hope you make it. Mine. Look. The potties have spoken, <laughs> and uh, I have an overwhelming 71%. Well, that means almost one out of four people preferred mine. Yeah. Have and you seen the statistics on one out of four potties? One out of four potties are glue-sniffing maniacs. That's not That's true. a fact. One out of four. Yeah. Let's go sniff some glue, but first, and we'll put a podcast on while we sniff. <laughs> oh, Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, tell it, Marin. Tell it like it is. Mm, good glue. That's right, Marin. You're right to be angry. So the people who voted for me were sniffing glue during yep. the podcast, then yes. went on Twitter while they were high on glue sniffing. And I think then some of the ones that voted for you didn't for... even know that they were on Twitter. I think they thought they were ordering a Domino's pizza. What? No. Yes, they thought they were ordering a pizza, they got confused, and, the next th- and they voted Stupid. accidentally for you. If I was going to be friends with one of these puppies, I would be friends with my puppy instead of your, your dead eyes puppy that has zero... Fun personality to it. It's a dumb dog. You drew a dumb puppy. You just insulted 72% of all potties. So think about that. (laughs) I won, and I'm gracious in my victory. Oh, you're gracious. (laughs) (laughs) You're a gracious gracious winner. Yes, I am. Okay. There's one thing you can say about me. It's that I'm a gracious and humble winner. It's not... That's not something I would say about you. An incredible victory. I think you're a terrible person. Seven, that is your go-to line on me, 71%. I know. I know. And you know what? It's not true. I think you're a nice guy. I am a nice guy. In real life, I play this uh, crusty guy, um, but really I'm one of the nicest people you've ever met. And we will get an editor to put something in there to make it not awkward. <laughs> if we can afford that yet. One of the nicest guys? Please. You've met. You haven't gotten outside a lot. I think if you wanted to be evil, no one could touch you. Yes. But you choose to use your powers for good. Yes. So that's a nice thing. 71% crushed you. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend with Sonam Ovsessian and Conan O'Brien as himself. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco and Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Special thanks to Jack White and the White Stripes for the theme song. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It too could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf.
just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks.